Stepping right into the Dream Podcast. I am your host of tonight, Showtime Sports Cards, aka Caleb, joined by Neil Doughboy Sports Cards One and Dylan from Alpha Bets. Today's podcast is brought to you by Kings of Nitro Clothing. Follow them on Instagram at the Kings of Nitro. So, boys, uh, little background, real quick. We just wanted to, you know talk about some sports we all grew up together we uh we love sports cards we've been playing sports dealing sports watching sports our entire lives and finally just wanted to talk some shit so here we are fucking okay. that's right so let's start off uh you know let's recap kind of like the sports weekend of kind of what we saw let's start with the nba playoffs had a lot of playoff games over the weekend. We saw Milwaukee destroy and run through uh, Miami. It was an 0-4 series. They did not want to play with their food, is what Giannis said. So, I don't know what what were you seeing at the during the NBA playoffs, and, and like what caught your eye from anybody or anything out there? Neil, you say whoever. Um, well, from the start, I like. You're not allowed this, to mention LeBron. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll get in there. Don't worry. No, I was, I, I, in all honesty, probably the biggest series that I was interested in outside of the Lakers was um, watching the Bucks play the Heat. I thought that was a huge revenge series for for Giannis. He went down, I think, in game one or game two last year in the bubble. And he, that team was never the same since. But adding Drew Holiday this year, uh, people kind of wrote them off going into the playoffs, going in and playing in playing against the Heat the first round. But with that team healthy, they I think they just they wanted it more. They they felt like they were uh, they just came in and they played well. Um, so I was happy. I was happy to see it. You know, Giannis Giannis two time MVP back to back. He deserves to he deserves to get a little credit and. He earned credit in my book by by taking out the Heat in four. So I'm excited to see them play what would be the Nets next series. I think they I think Matt I think matchup wise, defensively they they can hold they can hold the Nets, but I mean they still gotta put up points. They still gotta I mean they're gonna have to score 120 points to to win the game. It's just it's just how how well you can contain the big three for the Nets. And I hope kind of moving forward they get a chance. Yeah, I was honestly surprised they not that they won, but I figured six games. I mean, after last year, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been surprised if the Heat would have won. Yeah. I think had they won Game One, it might have been different. But to lose Game One in overtime and never really bounce back, the Heat that doesn't really blow me away. The Trailblazers are probably biggest surprise for me. I mean, I don't really. I told believe. a lot of my buddies around here. I was like the Trailblazers, but. Lillard's getting more support probably than he has in the past in the playoffs. Yeah. So the fact that that's well, last two- year they came in last year they came in as uh, what were they the eighth seed and they came in they were just they were I mean they hadn't played all year together I mean everybody was injured and it wasn't that first game Jerkic was back CJ McCollum was somewhat back and Lillard was back and they looked great and. I mean, they're a good team. I thought I picked. I actually picked them to beat the the Nuggets this in the first round, and I picked the I picked the Clippers to to lose to the Mavs too. I just thought 
I just thought revenge series for the Clippers and just I thought upsets were kind of kind of be the the thing this year. But I mean, we'll see. We still got a long a long way to go for some of these series. Well, you look I'm at all nervous for the Mavs now. I mean, obviously, I got some some Mavs gear on, but uh, I don't know that going down or well, they went up 2-0 and then to give them right back at that home. That's what I was that doesn't bode at. well for. I don't think the Mavs, especially KP's not playing like he was last year when they were kind of peak Mavs, you know, chaos, Luca hitting buzzer beaters and shit dude, like dude, that. Luca, Luca is playing like, uh, like he wants to win something. Yeah. Like that kid, that kid, he shows no fear. Let's go. Let's he go. Just, he oh just doesn't God. have another Luca like, you know, Paul George has Kawhi. I mean, there's, yeah, there's Luka, nobody else walking through. I've never seen more. I've never seen someone talk so much trash to Kawhi and and the rest of those Clippers, the that Clippers team. I love it. I love it. Especially so I, Patrick Beverly. Okay. I think the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from playoffs so far, isn't just the games and the people that you know that are playing well. It's fans dumping popcorn on people. <laughs> They're fans getting arrested for throwing water bottles. Like. Yeah. What I don't understand is, you know, I've been a season ticket holder for professional sports teams my entire life. And it's like, just because you get to go into the game doesn't mean that, you know, you can do whatever you want. You you look at the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they're the reason why teams can't or stadiums can't have bottle caps open anymore because you chuck those onto the field. I don't think the Eagles help that either. You know, they're throwing snowballs at Santa Claus. It's like, you know, you... You think you're you're safe. Let's say the Ron Artest, the Malice in the Palace. <laughs> like a real person would go up and go full Ron Artest. That's why you don't get to do or say whatever you want to to a professional athlete. Like you pay for the experience, you pay for the entertainment. You can say whatever you want, but you can't do anything physical. If, if someone's dumping popcorn on you or chucking a bottle at you, you you reserve all right to go in the stands. You know, I'm good with the popcorn. I agree. With the popcorn, the water bottle, and spitting at Trey Young is probably, you know, it's too much for me. Well, I'm not scared of Trey Young. I mean, he's like, he, I mean, his receding hairline is just does not bother me at all. That 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 guy doesn't scare me at all. But. But at an NFL game, I can't imagine throwing <laughs> throwing a bottle cap or a beer at like Miles Garrett. Or or did I you see the video of, of Marcus well, he's Peters? Throwing a helmet if he, you, if you he, do. he started hitting me with a helmet. <laughs> or Marcus Marcus Peters went up in the stands and con- confronted a fran- fan who was yelling at him on the sidelines. Like Or I'm, you're I'm Lou Garrett Blunt and you just walk up and punch the Boise State guy in the fucking face. Oh uh, <laughs> right in the right in the mouth. Well deserved. Like, you know. <laughs> If if you're about that life, then be about that life. Like, yeah, that's that's well, what I took away from this weekend because it's like, you know, the games are the games, but you know, the the stories of the weekend were more of fans getting thrown out and arrested than anything else. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Which is a shame because you just got fans back, and now you know you're going to take away the privilege because like, they can't against. control themselves. Yeah. 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 So let's uh, let's get off the NBA now. Let's head over to the NFL. You know, not much NFL news going around. Obviously, the two biggest names are, are Julio Jones, you know, not thinking he was live during the phone call or being recorded. And obviously the Aaron Rodgers situation, you got a lot of uh, cap space and you got a lot of cap money coming up here soon. 
So first question to both of you, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Is he going to be in Green Bay next year, yes or no? I'll start with Dylan on this one. Well, hopefully he just retires and falls off the face of the earth. But uh, no, I mean, I, he's going to play in Green Bay. I don't see anywhere else. I mean, what, tomorrow is the true date, I think, that we'll know. Uh, you know, June 1st being when everything kind of shifts and teams can really make something happen. But I don't see Aaron Rodgers being anywhere else. And if we're all lucky, he goes away sooner rather than later. Not a fan. Not a fan. He's a hell of a player, but not not a fan. Neil, what do you think? It, you know, if Aaron Rodgers sticks, just sticks to Jeopardy, I think that's that's probably best for his career because it's not like he's going to go and win anything anywhere else. I mean, his record in the playoffs speaks for itself. I mean, he's like he's like Peyton Manning. I know that hurts. I know that hurts you, Caleb, but he's like Peyton Manning in the playoffs. He just can't, the can't get the job done when it counts. I mean, what was it, Tom? I mean, Tom Brady's got as many NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers. He played one year, like. Which is phenomenal. <laughs> That's enough said. It's terrific. Like Aaron Rodgers just needs to ride off in the sunset, take his forty million dollars from Jeopardy, and just go have fun on the beach. I I could care less seeing him in the league anymore. Uh, I would agree. I I think Aaron Rodgers. You know, you have the last year blow up because i think he was really motivated because of the jordan love draft pick i think you think so yeah he got butthurt because no, 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 no. they didn't tell him that that they were going to draft him you, you don't think so i you know as a professional athlete i have to like not myself but i have to trust that they're a little bit more mentally Dylan, tough. you are the furthest thing from a professional athlete that's not true hey i mean there's some pretty big guys that are on that stage for that nathan hot dog eating contest Okay. All right. All right. Get that one. <laughs> we got gamers we call pro athletes now. I mean, fit in the bill. Yeah. Yeah. Play. Oh, geez. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> no, I mean, I, as much as I don't like Aaron Rodgers, I can't think that, especially if he watched any Jordan Love tape, that that would, he would think that that man's taking his job. Cause that, that's another thing. Why get so butthurt over? Jordan Love, like a rookie quarterback. You really scared of your that? Like, are you really scared of your job to Jordan? Talking about Utah State. No, but he's not. He's not scared of his job getting taken away. He's scared of. Hey, I was one receiver away from going to the Super Bowl. Like, get me some help. What do you mean help? He's got two. He's got. You're gonna count on Devon. He's got he's got two all pro offensive linemen. He has a tight end who had the most touchdowns in the NFL. He has a top oh, five running back okay. in the NFL, and he has Devontae <laughs> Adams. What else do you want? Like my Rams don't even have that much. Ebron like, caught like twelve touchdowns a couple years ago. Let's the touchdowns aren't the end all be all. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at least they were. I mean, at least someone was catching the ball other than Devontae Adams. <laughs> But isn't Devontae Adams hurt half the year anyway? It doesn't matter. He was last year. Okay, so who you throw in there? Alan Lazard. Uh, okay, it doesn't. It, it, you can lose two or three games if in the was, NFL, if especially when you're for, playing against the Bears and the Lions. If it wasn't for my boy from Indiana State, Robert Big Bob Tanyan, catching 11 <laughs> touchdowns, should have went to the Pro Bowl. Criminal. You know, the Packers would not be anything this past season well they weren't anything they didn't win anything they won one playoff game 
Yeah, but Aaron became the MVP. Like gave... I didn't know we were clapping up participation trophies now. Like <laughs> he, he that's, did that's in today's MVP. world, though. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so besides Aaron Rodgers' stories, that's you know blowing up the internet. A uh, one story that I thought was way out there, but yet still very entertaining to uh, to listen to was uh, Tennessee Titans cornerback Janoris Jenkins had his Rolls Royce wraith stolen from an airport parking lot all right two questions one why are you parking it in probably long-term parking at the airport and two if you're a current nfl cornerback why are you driving a 2016 rolls royce wraith let's be honest that's probably a his contract money's running now he's saying he's not making it you gotta give him props for not you know that's money management at its finest in the NFL. A 2016. That's yeah. You didn't get the new one. Come on, dude. Give him a little bit of credit. Come on. He's got to save. He's got, <laughs> you know, he's got bills to pay. Caleb. He's not gonna have a contract. Yeah, he's got. Money. He's got. He's got babies. He's got to take care of. <laughs> you gotta sell off that Rolls Royce, right? Then. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You need to downgrade. Go so to we the- also had some. We had some. Uh, some tryouts, some free agent guys look in. So, uh, Neil, your former running back for the uh, for the Rams, Todd Gurley, was up in Detroit working out. Um, if he were to sign with the running backs, go to die. It, that is that's right. That's Adrian Peterson. Um, so, if he were to re-sign, he'd be back with Jared Golf, and then put in with another Georgia standout, DeAndre Swift. So, do you think Todd Gurley can still play in the NFL? And not a so, chance. Okay, so there's a reason think, why we got rid of him. Do you think? Do you think yeah, Detroit he, should take a shot at gonna, him? Though? No, he's gonna need a, He's gonna need a knee replacement halfway through the season. I'm, if I'm Pittsburgh, I'll call him up. I'll you let him hang out. You have Najee Harris. Yeah, but you also exactly, got exactly. You got you got somebody he can learn from. You know, he had been shown to be one of the best. He was fine in Atlanta last year doing his little goal line action. How many touchdowns? Yeah, these, did he have? Oh my god. He's just oh, he's just so inconsistent right. now. It's just just don't draft him, running. You know, because he's gonna be in, be out, be in, be out. I mean, I just, I just feel like if you're gonna if pay Frank someone Martin's money, there's play, there's more you know, stability in game. some other players. <laughs> like go sign Frank Gore. Like he's that's, been in the yeah, league. Frank Gore's still out there. He's he's just catching yards to to keep going up in the record books. I mean, yeah. Speaking of Memorial Day, someone needs to honor that guy. Frank his service his service to the nfl is unmatched uh adam vinatieri retired greatest kicker of all time yes or no yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. Look, if he gets to the hall of fame he'll be one of the and he won't be he'd be like the only person to just straight kick and be in the hall of fame like didn't morton anderson wasn't he just straight kicker i think morton was i know it's not a popular thing but i mean all-time leader in points i don't when you think about it and you think about the NBA, like when you're the all-time leader in literally scoring, and I think it what was it was Pat McAfee was talking about that. And he's like, when you put that into perspective, when your whole point is to score and have the highest score, and Adam Vinatieri has done the most of it, that's pretty incredible. For sure. Yeah, For he sure. beat he beat my Rams and won a Super Bowl. So I mean, hats off to him. So Heartbreak. I gotta I gotta respect that. So so the Cowboys hired former Giants head coach Ben McAdoo as a consultant. One, why does Ben McAdoo still have a job? And what are the Cowboys seeing in him that doesn't think that 
he's going to wreck any more of the Cowboys than they already do themselves. Probably Look what McAdoo did with Mike the McCarthy. <laughs> they want them inside secrets. If they let yeah. McAdoo have any. Like, yeah. so, so you can he was getting the fake game plan as they were playing. You know what I mean? McAdoo's like got squares and triangles on his play sheet, and the other guy's just calling it. You know what I mean? So By that, you mean the Madden playbook, and he was just yeah. pressing square and triangle, picking yeah. his place. Yeah. Um, they're, okay. they're the Cowboys are always a mess. That's that's true. Do you think they'll be any better this year? God no, God no. no. Who the hell? Who in the hell pays Dak Prescott forty million dollars? Are you out of your fucking mind? Hey, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna say this. Hot take right now. Oh, Dak boy. Prescott oh, MVP. Jesus MVP. Christ! What are the? I want MVP. some odds on that. I I would need thirty to one. And I bet it's at that. 30, well, then put a hundred dollars on hey, it and make if your money. He's going to be MVP. You better start buying them rookie autos re- real quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably should. I oh, think he's. God, I man. really listen. Listen, C- coming back a year from injury, people people just think they, they what they do every year with Cowboys. They they're just going to be mediocre. But the problem is, like the Cowboys always have a top offensive line. They have Zeke. They can run the ball. And they have a good wide receiving core now. That line's falling apart now. I mean, last year they had, you know, what, retirement, health. I mean, yeah, but they a little bit of issues. But it also took them five years to draft that line, and then it was, you know, incredible. So, yeah. But look at, I mean, go back and look at Dak's numbers before he got injured. I mean, he was, he was going to set some records last year. Yeah. Caleb, you got a hot take? While we're, while we're on NFL hot takes, I'm, I'm sure I could probably pick <laughs> one up. Oh, NFL. I just, I, I was or or a hot take MVP. I'm sure I could probably cook one up here. Carson Wentz. Oh, (laughs) see, see, now I would bet on that. I wouldn't bet on. So I was so close to pulling the trigger, and we can get into this when we get to the card points. But like Carson Wentz, if you got into select silvers or rookie autos. It's a bet I'm willing to take. Uh, you don't think so? No. You don't think so with that running no. game? He doesn't have to sit back and throw the ball at all? He can just give it to the three running backs that are back there? <laughs> well, you, you the, yeah, three nine? running backs, but you only have one that's healthy each week. That's fine. That's fine. That Jonathan Taylor kid is a tank. You can't touch. Yeah, when he decides he wants to play well, he had to get benched just to be able to get some starting reps. That's fine. And Marlon got benched, so that way he'd be like, "Oh, I'm, I, pr- I should probably try now." Marlon Mack will have a career in injury on the first ball that he touches this yeah. year again. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he will. So, all right, final NFL point. So the NFL and the NFLPA agreed that the salary cap next year is going to go to 208.2 million. So this year it's 182. So restructuring looking at teams deals like is this good or bad having a bigger salary cap oh good i mean look at the nba <laughs> yeah I, the bigger the I, better I, just throw more I, money I, in yeah it. I mean, yeah I, I i think the nfl with their salary cap is stupid i think they just need to take it off i, I mean either that or the either that or just create a second salary cap for your quarterbacks because it's it's getting to the point where quarterbacks are just so so important to your offense. Like you need to either extend the salary cap to be able to to hold yeah. all their con- like hold quarterback their contracts or, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just they're too valuable. They're too valuable. 
or readjust the first round pick whole quarterback. I mean, you know, I know Sam Bradford just straight up stole money from, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, NFL, he did. but go back to that and you can, you know, load up rookie contracts and deal with it later, you know, throw money at them. <laughs> yeah. But I, my, my thing is I, I'm a big fan of the salary cap because you have to do a lot of moving and shaking. If you go to the, let's say the MLB route, and you just go to who's worth more, who can afford more. I don't think you go all the way there. I think you try and find a hybrid of what the MLB and NBA does. Don't go full, no rules, whoever spends is just, you know, going to have, you know, the two best positions, you know, at everywhere. But find some sort of hybrid, you know, almost like a luxury tax, tax kind of deal. That's smart. And punish teams that – go over a certain amount if they want to pay that and get tagged for $12 million or $20 million, however much they're over, then that's, that's your problem. And the small market teams that don't want to get punished and don't have the money to go over, then you stay within your means and you can still, you know, play with it a little bit. Now I don't know how you do that. That's for people smarter than I, but. Well, I don't have dealing, instead of dealing with 18 contracts, you're dealing with 50, 53 yeah, contracts. Is, so it's, it's yeah. a little bit different. I don't know. It's a hard, it's a hard, it's hard to, to grasp that concept in the NFL, but they, right. I mean, they need to, they need to do something to account for, for how important a quarterback is and their salaries, their salaries should reflect that way. And reflect it anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we move on to, to Neil's favorite sport, the NHL. Um, That's right. If you look back at this past mm. weekend, you had the Canadians beating the Maple Leafs, and the series is tied three three. And they're shitting on them right now. Yeah, for sure. And then you have the Bruins and the Islanders. Bruins win five two, go up in the series. And then yesterday, you had the Lightning and the Hurricanes. You had Lightning taking it two one, and then you had the Avalanche Oof. just demolishing Oof. the Golden That's right. State. So Neil, right. I'll start with you. What were your thoughts on the NHL weekend looking at the playoffs going forward? Um, well, I'm I'm an Avs fan. I've been an Avs fan since I was yeah, five, six years old. So for me, this is 20 years in the making of of being the favorites and and looking the part of being the favorites. So <laughs> yesterday when I was watching the game, I was I was really excited because it, one of the one of the problems this year with with the the playoff system is you're you're going to have each each division played each other eight times or played each other yeah I think they played each other eight times so you had a total of fifty six games and when you play each other that much you know what you're getting out of each team and everybody everybody's going to be chippy there's going to be you know, just bloodbaths, and and you've seen that already with the first round at NHL. I mean, every it was just getting really chippy. That's gonna mess. Uh, but to the but to kind of piggyback off that point, you know, Vegas and Colorado have been the best teams in the NHL all year. I mean, they were one and two all year long, um, without a doubt, best teams, and they have to play each other in the second round of the playoffs, which sucks um, because that's something you definitely want to see in like a conference finals type. Um, NHL's always had that problem with how yeah. they seed. Yeah, and restructure I mean, things, and it, it needs to get changed. But I mean, that's I I I don't know. I the what with what happened last night, seven to one, 
and just uh, i mean they were just skating all around vegas vegas looked like they were in sleep mode from game seven they looked like a team that came off a seven game series yeah they did interesting you could i mean they yeah and they're and i'm gonna tell you right now like it the the abs are there i mean they're well rested they they swept they swept the blues they're gonna be they're gonna be energized and they're gonna want to put vegas away quick and i think they can you know, I wouldn't look for it to go past, you know, five or six games just because I think I think Colorado has been waiting for this all year long. And the way they played last night, just I think that just that, that shows what, what they've been looking, a, for, looking forward to. Yeah, I think a ton of things. It was the perfect storm to be an absolute mess for the Knights. They had gone seven. They go to Colorado. I mean, we all atmosphere, all of us playing sports. I mean that had to contribute. You switch you switch goalies after Flurry had been I mean they both were good, but Flurry gives you 7 games and gets you a win. And now you're going to change, which maybe it's a rest thing, maybe that was the idea. Maybe you don't want to do it in game 2 if something happens because then you're, you know, your back's up against the wall and it might look, you know, one way or another to your team, but to go into the abs and McKinnon and the way he's looked and the way the abs have looked and what they did to the blues to change goalies. I, I didn't understand it. I'm a little bit of a flurry Homer. So maybe that's, I mean, flurry's played well all year against the abs. Um, I mean, he's been standing on his head the entire time playing against him, but I I don't know. Maybe That's why he gets paid to be the coach. And that's why I'm sitting here just soaking up the wins. Yeah, at least you get to soak up wins. That's so hopefully we continue that. And then c- kind of going back, like what we talked on in the uh, the NBA with the fan, I wouldn't say problems, but but the issues. And you know, the biggest thing that's happening, I wouldn't say the biggest thing, but the biggest takeaway I saw, you know, it's playoffs. I don't know if you guys saw it, but you know, the rule that the Tampa Bay Lightning have about not wearing other teams. Um, jerseys into their facilities and sitting in certain seats it's actually on the tickets and stuff like that where i saw on tiktok and and it's it blew up uh yesterday that the lightning were trying to kick out a a man and his 11 year old because they were wearing carolina hurricanes gear so i've seen that and i don't know anything about it but that's a mess i mean what so it, it was a rule implemented because the the lightning couldn't get anybody to come to the games when they were when they were whack. I mean, yeah. when they were terrible, they couldn't get anybody. But you know, you win the crown. Well, that's because no one wants to go see a hockey game when you, the hockey team sucks and it's June. <laughs> that's like, true. Well, and it's, nobody and it's wants, eighty nobody, outside. Nobody and... wants to go to Tampa Bay and go yeah, to Tampa. A, <laughs> Tampa Bay of all places and watch watch You're a going hockey. To Florida, you're going to Tampa. I don't know. Maybe to cool off, but but uh, like, like what what kind of rule is that? Like, what if you were at an NFL game and you you said, hey, you, let's say you're you're a New York Jets fan and you're you're going to let's say the rate. Well, I, the Raiders is a terrible a terrible choice. Yeah, you should. Well, I mean, no, no, no. I, I think I think I understand this because because uh, this was a big issue three or four years ago back when the Predators were really good, um, and they wouldn't allow away fans to go and buy tickets for their home games. So 
like you would have to sneak in through like a mutual friend or something like that. Like they wouldn't allow you to buy tickets if you were outside like the Nashville limits. So I think part of that is it keeps it keeps your fans in, but it also keeps from there being fights and things like that. And I think it it just it strengthens the crowd. It strengthens the crowd. So you know, I think NFL teams in bowl games, you know, they you know, like each school will get an allotment, you know what I mean, for what you can sell, but to ban it entirely is is kind of wild. I think if you get in, you get in, but like I I I mean if I'm if I'm Tampa Bay, I, w- I want Tampa Bay fans, so I don't I don't blame them for wanting to sell sell and pack pack the stadium. Coming from you know someone that's never arena. really been close to you know a favorite team, I you know I tend to follow a lot of players that just you know connect with me, and you know I like watching those teams. But you know yeah, I like always that Connor missed. McDavid guy. Yeah, well, I'm not really necessarily a Connor McDavid fan. We just know that he's better than. You know, McKinnon. Oh, yeah. His, his playoff record definitely says that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but That's I mean, great. I'm, hey, I'm, it's great yeah. if you want to put up stats all year long, and then when it comes to playoff yeah. time, you get you get blown out, and then you're hey, man, sitting at home drinking, with him. Oh. drinking Molson, you know. <laughs> you know, I've, I've never gone to a stadium and been surrounded by teams wearing the same jersey I was because, you know, oh, I'm not true. necessarily a Colts fan. Like, when I go to a Colts game, it's to watch probably not the other team. But if I'm wearing a jersey, it probably is the other team. You know what I mean? I, I'm not a Pacers fan, so if I'm going, I'm in a Luka jersey. Like, I've never, you know, really gone to games and had that same jersey on. So if someone told me that wasn't an option, I would be like, well, then fuck you. I'm not going to the game. <laughs> I, I've spotted this man across the stadium wearing a Cowboys jersey inside Lucas Oil Stadium. Probably happens. <laughs> Let's see. In in Lucas Oil in the RCA Dome, I've worn. Let's see, a Tory Holt jersey. I've worn a Santana Moss jersey, um, and a Zeke jersey. Probably a, a Dak jersey. Yeah, I I mean, if the Colts played somebody and I have a jersey, considering I have a jersey collection and I don't have, well, that's not true. I have an Austin Collie Super Bowl jersey, so I guess I could wear that. <laughs> Is it unconscious in your locker still? It's actually asleep. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like laying, it's laying face down on the ground. He grabs his he grabs his head, and the trainer runs up to him. He's like, "Grab your knee. They won't let you play if you grab your head." And then he switches it, and his hands are like, "Ah, it was my knee the whole time. That's why I fell asleep." <laughs> I fell asleep. I hurt my knee. Ah. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on, did uh, either one of you guys get a chance to watch the uh, the Man U Chelsea game? I did not, Man City, but I was surprised by the outcome. Yeah, Man City, not Man U. Sorry. Oh, hell yeah! I mean, that's as an American that loves you know soccer more than about any other American. Uh, you know, Chelsea is is the squad that you know I tend to cheer for because. Polisic's the only one worth a shit that is somewhere that, you know, people will watch and see other than, you know, us, us Americans, if you will. I mean, he's on a huge market, you know, Chelsea team on the biggest stage. An American had never even been in a semifinal before, you know, let alone a Champions League final. I mean, that's that's a big deal. That's... That's hope for 
U.S. soccer fans. <laughs> Not that their team will be any better, but no. that at least we can produce players that can be on a stage to be worth a shit. I mean, which would finally, because, you know, every time U.S. men's hockey or not hockey, the U.S. men's soccer team gets some hype, they go out and just break your heart every single cup. They just, I mean, they're, they're run worse than, I mean, oh God, I don't even know. I would say the Browns, but that's probably not no, worse. No, it's not it's bad not enough. Bad. The U.S. Soccer Federation is run so poorly. I mean, it's terrible. How do you have all this money, all this talent, all of these universities, and can't pull any shit? Well, there's. I think there's a difference though between playing, you know, American soccer and European soccer. So, like, it, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not huge into soccer, but, but like, just, just from working a little bit with kind of yeah. some international players on a youth level, it, you know, the soccer is just in a different level in Amer in Europe than it is in America. And, but, but I will say this, like being getting American players right. over into Europe playing for those teams is big because it develops soccer. You can see them on that world stage, like you were saying, but it also gets them ready for playing against those teams when it comes to world cup, you know, the, those other conca calf or, yeah. Well, so that's where I would say it, it's more like the poor, like it being poorly run. It's more their fault. I mean, they could pay anyone to come in and help, whether it's, you know, an English club, a German club. I mean, that's you can have management from someone come in and whether it's talent or, you know, some sort of, you know, inner relationship you know, almost like a farm team, like something like that. Like someone would be able to help as good as everyone else is at soccer. Someone should be able to help point us in the right yeah. direction to be one of the best 40 teams in the world. That, I mean, that, I would hope. <laughs> I would hope. So I would hope. Craig, Craig says you guys hear Chelsea won the Champions League. Oh, yes. I was yes. I was texting that man during it. Because of the the one true, you know, American God, Christian Pulisic. <laughs> so, but so, also, there's there's so much soccer that's coming up, and I think the American market is not aware of it. But if you're in the card market like we are, you can see how much force is behind soccer right now. Like you have the cup coming up, you have Euros coming up, which I is which is driving the car prices of soccer through the roof and people are starting to get invested in soccer again, not just, you know, as a monetary standpoint, but also as learning the players, figuring out teams, figuring out people to root for. And it's not just American teams, but you know, people are really diving into soccer and we can get more about that once we start jumping into cards. But I think that might be a, a newer shift i think the card market is going to help start driving fans to different places where hockey has always been outside of let's say the top four top five i think soccer might move into that section and i think cards are going to push hockey even more noticeable which i think is going to help everybody in the long run I think you have more opportunity to invest in soccer than you do at hockey. In hockey, there's, you know, a couple of names. Those are the ones you want. McKinnon, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. McKinnon, sure. Connor McDavid, McDavid for the regular season to then pitch him before the playoffs. And then, and then, uh, you know, I mean, after that, but then like your OV and your, your, your Sid, I mean, those I mean, are, you're, those yeah, are you're probably your staples. Add those legends and you have some young guys, but not a lot of people are going to know them. That's why it's a big deal yeah. that, you know, that's, I mean, Chelsea, who yeah. does have the lone American that stands out, you know, above anybody else was on a big channel, you know, on a main channel that, you know, just about everybody's going to get, you know what I mean? It wasn't blacked out. I mean, he didn't score, but was productive. And played. Yeah, played. Yeah. Now people are going to know like, oh shit, that's the, you know, during the celebration, they're only American ever, you know, to win a Champions League. And now they're like, oh shit, he's American. Okay. Chelsea, you know, I'll root for Chelsea, which is, you know, I had always said, if he made it to a, you know, Premier League team, which is the league that I prefer to watch above anything else, that that's, I mean, that's where my allegiant went. And I'm sure there's other people that were just like me that had watched the Premier League all their life and were like, oh shit, this guy's American coming in and is a stud. Like, I'll roll with, you know, Felicity. There's, yeah, there's, isn't there, I can't speak to everybody just because I don't have the names right in front of me, but isn't there more, and, and Dylan, you could probably be better at this, but, isn't there some more young Americans that are playing for a lot of these other yeah. premier club teams? Yeah. So Barissa Dortmund in Germany has been, you know, that's where Christian came from. Giovanni they have a guys. There's, you know, uh, Real's got a kid. Yeah. I, Real, believe. I can't remember his name. Reyes is, is rolling. I mean, there's, there's hope and there's potential. There's just no one that, you know, stands out yet in that department. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully it improves. Hopefully we see something take off. So let's let's move ahead. Let's start jumping into the card market. Um, so as people should know by now, I mean, we, we've been in the card market for, for many years. I mean, I think all of us started when we were pretty young and then there was that kind of gap and then we got into cards again right when it was starting to pick up. We've made some good money. We've made some, you know, some some good investments, some ter- some terrible investments. Um, but it's fun to look at the trends. It's fun to see kind of how the market is going. I, there are some good and there's definitely some bad going on. Um, but first off, I want the biggest news uh, me and Neil were talking and the biggest takeaway we saw was that uh, the Gretzky, the rookie Gretzky OPG card PSA 10 sold for 3.75 million. Um, Neil, Neil, you have a PSA, what four, five PSA, five. I got a nice PSA five. So, you know, that, that 10 going for 3.5 helps you out in the long run. So, I want to hear from you being a card holder. Are you excited about seeing that card on the rise and what's it going to do for you long-term? Yeah. I mean, I mean, seeing, seeing a record sales always going to boost the the card market as it trickle the trickle down effect um, from the grades. But I think for like a long-term hold, anybody who's investing in sports cards, like there's, there's like the rookie card grails and it's like, it's having Jordan, it's having Gretzky, it's having Braun, it's it's having Trout, it's having a if you could get your hands on it, a mantle, if you're really like if you have that much money, Tiger Woods, you know, those are the guys that 
that you really want to have in your like staples in your collection if you're like a true long time going to be a long time card collector. Um, so it's nice nice to see that. Um, but but it's nice to just collect it not from a value value perspective. Like yes, it's great to see that it's worth something, but at the same time, like. I appreciate having Wayne Gretzky in my collection because I love hockey so much and I want to be able to be a part of that. So for me, like, it's just cool to be able to own a piece of history like that card. I definitely feel that I'm probably closer. And I mean, I got into it because of, you know, you two and probably a year, you know, I don't know exactly how long you guys were, but, probably a year later than definitely Neil, Caleb. I don't know exactly uh, when, but mine has always been probably closer to, you know, just the money aspect of it. But since I've been doing it too strictly, you know, just make money, I have acquired cards that, you know, aren't going on anywhere. And like Neil's saying, just to, you know, have that either you're a big fan of or that, you know, meant something to you, you know, player-wise when you were a kid or got you into a sport or more into a sport, you know, maybe somebody that changed the game, uh, you know, or on your favorite team. So I now have those cards. I would still say most of it probably is, you know, making money. So I'll, I'll be completely honest on that front. And you two know that I, I tend to flip at the drop of a hat, but that's just, uh, that's just my nature. <laughs> that's, that's part of the game. I mean, it's a different way of gambling and, you know, I started out cards because I can remember at my grandmother's house growing up, there was like a just a bundle of cards. And I, that's how I got knowing the game of footballs. I would be able to, you know, look on the back, see the guy's stats, see where he went to college, his height, his weight. Yeah. And that kind of fell me in love with the game. Now, you know, if I can make some money on the side, that's great. I mean, that's awesome. Now, are there, like Neil said, are there certain players or people that i would let that i want to collect just to collect like and i got this from neil is i i go into every year now thinking of hey these are the my top three that i want to get these are the top three cards maybe i do sell in the long term maybe i don't maybe it's something i hang yeah. on to so like this year the card that i got that i'm really glad that i <clears throat> that i did at the price that i got it was uh 1982 um, wrestling all-stars rick flair rookie it was that's a BGS, right a bgs5 but it's a rick flair rookie card like rick flair is one of the greatest entertainers of all time one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and to get his rookie card and, and that's to me that's cool that's a piece of history for me i'm a huge wrestling fan and i and i love that part and you know there are different you know football players i wouldn't say i'm not if I'm trading, buying and selling, it's more going to be on the basketball side because that's where the money is. Football, I do have some emotional connection um, to people or to people and players that I've seen play because being I've you know I've been to over 300 professional football games and I've seen the greatest players of all time play. Um, so I do have a connects connection with some of those guys and some of those cards I'll never get rid of. But uh, the card market. We saw it during the pandemic skyrocket to scenes we've never seen before. I mean, <clears throat> we can remember when Prism Basketball came out, we were buying it off the shelves like nobody's business. I remember I bought and I and I 
I texted Neil about this. I walked into Walmart. This was before every all the flippers came in and, and this and that. Neil goes, well, you got to go to Walmart. You need to buy all this prism you can. So I did. I ended up spending like $798. I bought everything that was on the shelves, blasters, megas, cello packs, all prison basketball, knowing absolutely nothing about basketball. I'm not a basketball fan. Damn shame. And Neil's like, you need to save it. Don't, don't do it. Save it. You know what? I, I know exactly. Every yeah. Single yeah. Every single thing. Cause I go, I go full Dylan and I have no self control and I, and I rip it all. And you know what? I pulled <laughs> zero Zions and I, and I, but I pulled two John Morant silvers that I sold for $250 a piece. <laughs> oh my God. So if I did the math looking back, if I would still have all those blasters, megas, and cellos, I would probably have close to 40 grand in product, maybe more. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think the first thing I bought online <laughs> was already, I mean, secondary, but be again, before obnoxious levels. And I think I bought, so it was Lucas rookie year, and I think it was, what, a mega for – like 200 bucks maybe or something like that. <laughs> and then pulled not only a Luca base, but a Luca auto out of that. A Luca silver auto. A Luca silver auto. Yeah. And it only, uh, you know, took off from there, but it's like what that box goes for now. What? 3000. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I, you remember this right when, right when that prism came out, I bought right before, right before all the prism came out for Zion and jaw. I think I showed you this, Caleb. I had bought 10 boxes, retail boxes, of 2018-2019 Prism. And it was, I bought them for $140 a box. Now, can anybody go find how much a box of 18-19 Prism is? Retail? Does re anybody? Retail box? Yeah, I'm like eBay. Of, I'd say off the top of my head, it's probably $1,500. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. they were riding close to two, like two grand. <laughs> yeah, so that was like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, because I remember, <laughs> and I were, bought them for a hundred and forty bucks. Well, you kept trying to get me like, to buy boxes off you. I was like, man, that's that's too yeah. too much, too much. I couldn't do it, couldn't do it. And then I'm going over to Ryan's card shop by your house and buying those same boxes. I buy, bought two boxes for six hundred dollars. Yeah, so. Fucking but right now, like if you look at it and people are kind of freaking out and it's for us who have been in it a while, there's no reason to freak out, but you can see in the card market is kind of lulling. So th the prices are not skyrocketing. They're kind of leveling off. Now, I think that's because of kind of the season that we're in currently that we're not just, you know, there's no NFL NFL's coming on strong NBA playoffs you don't really get hyped until the finals NHL, not really. And then baseball, no one cares until the world series. <laughs> so yeah, there's 162 games in yeah. the last 40 or the only four. Yeah. Well, I, I say 40, but it might really only be the last 20 games. That you got to pump out 115 games for me to really start watching because every game doesn't matter. I mean, every other sport, I mean the NBA, yeah, with all the time off and the rest and all that crap, like, you can miss some games and you know 
you're all right not watching games in the NBA for a while, but you're still, you know, by the time the all-star break rolls around, you're 100% into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But, and especially looking at cards, like, you know, NFL, you have 16 weeks of your card going up yeah. or down, depending on how he plays. Basketball, you're looking, like Dylan said, you're looking at the all-star break right before the all-star break to the end of the season. Playoffs, that's when your cards get hot. Baseball, you you never know. Baseball is so hit and miss that you either should buy vintage or you're investing in prospects that you hope pan out in the next four to five years. Yeah, yeah. or they or they just called up to play yeah. halfway through the season. Yeah. Like Wander Franco, I think I've heard rumblings about him potentially coming up. But I mean I that like, like that's me and I hate baseball. So like I know one person and that's about the extent well, it, of my it's knowledge. Jason Dominguez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like Jason well, Dominguez. Yeah, during the shutdown it's, for the last five years. <laughs> yeah. Why during the shutdown did I know all about Jason Dominguez, Galvin Lux, Bobby Witt Jr. Everybody's chasing these guys, and I've never heard Lewis, fucking Lewis Robert. But there's so many players in baseball that you can't keep up. That's why that market is just trash to me. That's why I I think they all level off. Unless you're a trout and you come in your first year and you're the best player in baseball, and then you do it again. I mean, yeah, you get to an all-star level, but so do the other two guys, and that's it. And, and then think, you're not into the next year or you're not the second half of the year. And I think hockey's the same way. There's just too many players that you, you can invest into that are going to be really stagnant. You got to pick the best guys yeah. to get into the Crosby's, the Ovechkin's, the Connor McDavid's. Now you can hit, you know, here or there with some, with some goats or maybe some guys who are going to be future hall of famers, but it's not like the NFL or NBA where it's a daily no. stock market on, on cards. No, well, the money's not there and the popularity. I mean, obviously, you know, at least NHL wise, I mean, NBA is obviously as popular or more popular worldwide easily than that reminds me, you know, the NFL. NBA with their TNT contracts, they, <laughs> they need to throw those things away because like, I, I don't have cable in the house. We had cable, but like, it just, like I have, I can watch ESPN. I can watch NBC Sports Network. I can watch all the local channels. I don't need but to watch TNT. You get the but greatest. TNT is like, the, oh yeah, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, the greatest. <laughs> the, I'll give you that. But at the as long as they come with it, I don't guys, care where Shaq and them go, but they got to come with it. Yeah, like move those guys over to ESPN, and th- that like the ratings are going to go through the roof because yeah. nobody. I don't know. I just. I'm like, dude, just get off TNT. I just, that's the one thing. Like, yeah, move them to ESPN. It's like a default, you know, almost like brand for if them. NHL, but, yeah. If NHL is going to ESPN, basketball can go to ESPN. Yeah. And they do, but only if you're the Lakers, you know. Well, that's the only team that matters, so. <laughs> <laughs> the LA LeBrons. That's, LA. that's right. So, looking at kind of the market is right now and then neil i'll start with you with this question what are you buying and let's let's put our target date as for the national so the national sports card convention in chicago uh, end of july so what are you trying to buy if you are what are you looking to buy before the national well if i had money that i haven't already spent yet (laughs) <laughs> then I would I would put it into soccer. 
mostly because if you've looked at what the soccer market has done over the past, what's going on six months, it's it's just steadily gone up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And yes, you have some people when they lose, they dip. Like Mbappe dipped after he lost in the Champions League. You know, Holland, Holland, same thing, dips after he lost the Champions League. But you still have Pulisic, you have Mason Mount, you have these other guys who are playing for Chelsea and Man City that are are continuing to go up in value. And they've gone up in value since the beginning of last year. And it's it's it I, I think the soccer market is the one market that's that's not shown that it has rode the wave of the sports card market, if that makes sense. Like it's it's not gone through its huge dip. It's it's continually just kept going, but at a slower, steadier pace, and that's I think that's that's a good sign because it's showing stable growth and some leveling off in some places. And once like the Euro comes, once the World Cup comes, those markets going to take off. Like soccer is going to take off. This summer is going to be super hot for soccer. Like I like I enjoy watching the Euros, even if even if I don't know all the players, even if I. Like I just enjoy watching international championship soccer, World Cup, like Cup soccer, Euro soccer. It's 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 just good. It's it's a good summer sport to watch. Yeah. So like for me, it's it's soccer. It would be my investment, but at the same time, like I, the market's down. So like me, if I wanted to trade for more soccer, that's what I would probably be doing. I don't, I'm not really buying more soccer per se. I'm I'm actually spending more money in my personal collection right now and upgrading that, and just kind of using what I have left and some other spare inventory to upgrade my personal collection. But I guess my take would be soccer. But yeah, Dylan. Again, you- it's it's. I don't want to sound like I'm an influencer because I'm definitely not, and that's not <laughs> the point of this show. But like I personally, for me, it's soccer. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Dylan, what are you what are you buying? Or if you had money, what would you be buying? I mean, I mentioned it previously a couple of days ago, but Sam Darnold. I mean, come on, oh, God bless Sam Darnold <laughs> for what Baker did last year and what his stuff did. It kind of had like a resurgence. You can get two Sam Darnold, you know, PSA tens for one price of a Baker right now. And I'm in on that bounce back. And if I Patrick Mahomes is still undervalued to me, so I would get on that before he has maybe an even bigger year. Is it Patrick Mahomes that's undervalued? Or you don't is think it so? Brady that's undervalued? Oh, I would say both. But I'm if I'm going to get in on the you know closer to the ground floor. That the Brady ship has sailed for this guy, unless what do you mean? They're they're like 17, 16 grand for a PSA 10. And I think I think Mahomes is training at like 10 or 11. So you're telling me Brady's only worth like one and a half times of Mahomes? No, I'm saying they both are, but again, that's you're doubling, you know, 17,000 to 10,000. I can much more, you know, easily spend 10 than I can 17. I, I guess that's true. So if you're looking at the national, like, and, and we were having this conversation the other day, I think the biggest play going into the national is obviously going to be football because of camp going to start soon. timing and 
the quarterback market, everybody knows that, hey, if I'm getting football cards, I have to hit a quarterback. I have to hit a Tua, a Justin Herbert, a, a Jalen Hurts. That's going to make your money. I mean, you you see Herbert Raw's of, let's say, National Treasures or Panini One selling for like five grand right now. I bet I'm thinking by the time we get to Nationals, everything on Justin Herbert's side might double or triple. Two is going to be the second tier guy, and Jalen Hurts is going to be kind of mid to low tier. So if you feel if if you're a believer in Jalen Hurts, which are not not a lot of people are, he might be the buy if you're looking at this rookie class. To me, it's Burrow. I mean, that's I'm I think Burrow's better than Herbert. I think he'll have a better year than Herbert. And I think Neil, we we got some. We agreed to a bet. We don't know what it or no, that was me and Caleb, maybe. I didn't agree to a bet on I think it was Caleb. We talked about it. Wasn't it wasn't that you? On uh Herbert year? Burrow. Better year. I don't know if it was or us. I think <laughs> Herbert's gonna have a better year than Burrow. I mean, I'll I'll take that bet right now. I yeah, think Herbert I mean, will have a better year Burrow. than Burrow because I, I Burrow don't... has to play against three top five top ten defenses in the NFL. And he still doesn't have an offensive line. Yeah. They gave they gave him what one one scrub a dub in the tackle. second round. Yeah, but let me see let me see the Steelers do defense do what they did last year, even close to that again. Let me see what the Browns defense does. Browns are trash. Uh, never a Browns believer. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the Browns will be the Browns. Whoa, That's a so, top so ten defense next year. <laughs> you're gonna believe be you're gonna believe in Joe Burrow, but you're not gonna believe in the Browns right now. That's correct. Oh Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's gonna be lucky if he doesn't tear his other ACL next year. Wait, do you want me to go get my other like LSU stuff too, and then maybe it'll explain it? No, <laughs> Not take nation over here. <laughs> uh, All right, so looking at what are your? Give me two cards, Neil. A long-term hold and a short-term flip. What's short term? Like how long? Let's say let's say short term is six months. Let's say long term is a year. Uh six months I'm buying Mbappe mm-hmm. hundred times over. I'm buying I'm buying Mbappe for short term to flip when France wins the Euro this year because they're just they're better than everybody. And for a long term hold, I'm holding I'm holding Braun. Braun is the like Braun is the greatest investment right now. I don't care what happens at the playoffs this year. It doesn't matter. Braun is the greatest investment from a basketball perspective for the next 20 yeah, years because yeah, he will I mean, always be relevant and he's going to have all the records. But which minus Braun? six championships? Which Braun? Does it have to be a rookie Braun or does or can rookie it Braun? Be, rookie no rookie it? Braun. Rookie Braun. Um, I think what's going to play out is numbered numbered rookies. Okay, so numbered rookie Brauns. Or you get a rookie auto, and those are going to be the cards that that will hold and gain steady long term value. The other ones are going to be are going to kind of go and fizzle with how the market shifts and things like that. But if you want something that's going to consistently hold value, it's not going to go down a lot. It's just going to steadily go up and up and up and up. It's Braun rookie numbered or Braun rookie autos. Personally, yeah, I have two Braun rookie autos. So anytime right. you have an icon of the game currently playing and again i'm 
Neil knows I'm not a LeBron guy. That's not going to stop me from investing in LeBron. You have maybe the best player currently playing, then yeah, I'm, yeah, invest in that. I don't see that change. That's not going to change anytime soon. Some flips. I mean, I still think Kai Havertz is probably a long-term hold for me. Um, but I would say any rookie quarterback that you think would have a chance to string together six weeks of, you know, what Herbert did last year, you're going to make money. I mean, so if you're not trying to grade and you are just trying to flip, then rookie quarterback. Do you really think the, the, the quarterback market though can get any hotter? Because I feel like it just, it didn't dip like it would in normal, the, like the normal cycles of the market it just didn't dip this year. So I like, think this with that year, said, like it can't go that much higher. I think this right? year with some of the names you'll, you'll always, I mean, Lawrence, I think Lawrence could change the game on. Oh God. Uh oh. We lost <laughs> his his phone or his laptop just died. <laughs> or he got a phone call. So oh, if, if, if you got a phone call, I should have told you guys before that. Then yeah, I went, so I put it on my laptop so I could check yeah. you know scores and stuff if, online. If it goes if it goes to uh, uh, <laughs> if you get a phone if you get a phone call because I've done this on a live interview for racing, it goes right to. Uh, Am I back? Yeah, he's back. back. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Was that a was that your lap? Are you on your laptop? No, I'm actually on my iPhone. Okay, did you get a uh, phone call? Huh? Did you get a phone call? No. There's a, oh. a Pornhub notification. Oh, because <laughs> I, I was I was telling Dylan because I I've done this on some drag racing interviews. If if you don't put it on do not disturb and you get a phone call, it'll do the same thing and it'll boot you off. Oh really? okay. So, anime uh, porn finally finished downloading. So yeah, you got to do what you got to do. So so. Uh, <laughs> Rookie card market, I'm going to say that it's still going to continue to grow. Last year's rookies are still going to grow heading into the Nationals. Now you're going to bring in this year's rookie class. I don't I don't see the sophomore year for last year's guys being hot at all, but I still think this year's rookie class, the Trevor Lawrences, these guys, I still think that they're going to they're going to get some money out of their cards pretty high. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, the rookie, you know, a, a Prism Lawrence Otto is going to be what? I would say 30% more than Herbert, 20% more than Herbert. I mean, we I mean, just haven't seen anything like Lawrence. Lawrence is, so, Lawrence is the Zion of, of football. I'm, yeah, I'm going off of the hype and how big that everyone, not necessarily myself, thinks, but I mean, we've heard about him for three years, four years. You know what I mean? We heard about him in high school. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, an obnoxious long time. And then not only did he not get hurt, he didn't go away. He kept winning. So, yeah, you're in the football Zion territory of my cards are going to be obnoxious. Or already are. I mean, those score autos are out of control. I thought I saw, and I don't know if this is true, I thought he had an exclusive, thought it was like LeBron. I thought he had an exclusive deal with another company that wasn't was yeah, it tops? tops. So yeah. does that mean there won't be any Trevor Lawrence autos in Prism and that I don't know and National Treasures, yeah. or et cetera, et cetera? Because if that is, that changes the game a lot. And if that's the case, then why aren't those, you know, tops boxes, well, even if he's in college June, he's going for that much more. When did he t- when did he sign his contract with Tops? I think Ooh, that was like before the draft. Six months ago. Yeah. 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 Hmm. 
because that's when his family got together with those artists and pumped out that tops idea. I don't think that was a one-time deal. I think that was, you know, and those boxes are you sure away $160. I didn't think they were, but I mean I just can't I can't you do I default to you too. I don't know. I don't I don't know the contracts between them, but I don't I don't know why he would take a tops contract over Panini. Money. But yeah, like Caleb's saying, those boxes are 160 bucks. Yeah, they're 160 bucks. I'll, so, I'll do that if, if, if that's what it's going to be. Even in college jerseys or no jerseys at all, he's you know laying on a couch with his fucking feet up. You know what I mean? Like some of those, those some of those cards are goofy. Oh, for I sure. mean, some yeah. of them look okay. I think they they're, like they're a retro trash. Thing flopped a little bit, and they don't look great. They're trash. I think the boxes look better than any cards I've seen out of them. So if you're going to keep them sealed. <laughs> But if if that changes the game and we're saying that there's going to be no Trevor Lawrence, you know, uh, national treasures, impeccable. Um, there's no way. There's no way. There's yeah. no way. I mean, I don't yeah, know. There's got to be something. Maybe it was a short deal or his we're first deal. Or... Panini, will, Panini will buy out his contract, yeah. pay, pay the lawsuit fees, and then <laughs> sign him to – a hundred million dollars over the next ten years, and it won't even be an issue. But if anymore. that's the case, then how come they haven't done that with LeBron? Because Le- because Upper Deck he's owns LeBron since he's came into the league, and then up at at that time, Tops and Upper Deck like it, it what there was no Panini then. So, but like, you don't think Panini couldn't still buy out that contract? No, <laughs> Le- well, LeBron has. I what? Uh, don't quote me on this, but I don't think LeBron signed autos. Like of of him in his Cavs Cavs jersey since two thousand nine, two thousand eight. So I mean, he just doesn't sign anymore. He signs a couple of cards for the Upper Deck Goodwin Champions, but other than that, he doesn't sign anything. So what what would your what would your price be? Y'all got that good that Goodwin mm. product is so it's trash. So trash. I hate you. Can, you can get surfer autos out of that, man. Come you on. Get all kinds of, the egg, the egg PSA is over $500. I saw the that on crypto. I mean, the fucking Bitcoin. The Bitcoin was over a thousand. <laughs> I, I don't get it. So, it's, what was well, the market is so stupid. Everybody's okay, just what, buying what stupid things. First year LeBron Laker National Treasures Patch Auto. Give me a price. What do you think it would go? Is for? it numbered? Yeah. Yeah, they're all ninety nine to start. Okay, so we're saying up ninety nine. Let's say up, yeah. Let's say just a patch auto. Patch auto. Is it a letter? Well, it's I mean, we'll get, play, get it'll be a player. Here. It'll be a player worn auto, so a player worn jersey piece. So it'll be crap anyway. So give you a triple patch. Thirty five hundred. Thirty five hundred. <laughs> yeah, try thirty five thousand. <laughs> If it's thirty five hundred, I'm shelling out that money right now. Yeah, I'll buy ten of those for thirty five hundred. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it's probably probably thirty fifty grand. It's probably as much as a an RPA. People would pay that for for brawn for a out of ninety nine three color patch. They'd pay that. Well, what was yours, Neil? I was thinking closer to the one that you sold value wise. Wasn't that a first year Lakers or no? What? Didn't you have a patch that you just got rid of? Yeah, that. I had. Yeah, I had a. I had a dual patch from 2016. It was his. 
is a dual patch out of 23. Okay, we're talking autos. I'm talking Yeah, auto. yeah, the, the autos. Oh, the well, my bad. That's what patch the, that's auto. Auto. I was like, Neil's was, you know, a badass patch, and it wasn't that much. That's why I went high. No, no, okay. no, no, no. I was going to say, okay. yeah, because autos. Autos. Not, yeah, I'd buy any goddamn LeBron auto for 3K. Oh, for sure. I don't even have one of those yet, man. I don't even know if you can get a LeBron auto for 3K anymore. Not no. Not no. Not unless you caught him on the street and paid him 3K. No, you if can you get some sticker on it. Just hang out front and try to get it. Get you could get him to sign a dollar bill walking by him, maybe. He wouldn't sign that. Fuck yeah, he would. Oh, no, He doesn't sign anything anymore. All right. Uh, Neil, what is your PC? Oh, oh okay. Let him Braun. know what your PC is. It's Braun. <laughs> like, it, no, I'm no. I have two PC, two two guys I I collect in the PC, and then one I kind of did a little bit. So first guy is Braun. I mean, basketball. I've loved LeBron since I was, you know, five six years old. Well, well, let's see how I'd be nine years old. That's when I first started buying packs, and I had some. Well, you are Braun the way you Yeah, you know what. 2021, I can be what I want. I identify as a brawn lover. What a, what can I say? So so it's PC it fucking for show, man. I'm just for, for for basketball, it's brawn. And then for football, I do Aaron Donald. So like these I just picked up today. Three contenders, rookie autos. And then I got a couple more from uh You guys are much more, more prepared. I don't I didn't have anything. I'm yeah. just hanging out in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> So, Not in my I'm card a, zone I'm at a all. Um, huge Aaron Donald fan, three times defensive player of the year. You know, fat guys got to love fat guys. So I enjoy right. collecting that. So while right. we're on Aaron Donald, where all time defensive player, what when he's done, where's he? Where's he rank? Two. It's gonna be number one. He wins you one more defensive player. Of the, he wins one more defensive player of the year. Have the most defensive player of the years all time. All right, all right, what, Dylan. I'm not what, mad at it. Yeah, I mean. It's, it's, <clears throat> Dylan, what's your PC for everybody? Uh, so Reggie Bush, Tyron Matthew, and Sidney Crosby. A little bit of Danny Green. I'm, you know, a little bit of Danny Green. Reggie Bush, really? Yeah, love me some Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush. Sidney Crosby? Yeah, he's a, big, that. he's a big Sidney Crosby honk. Oh, my Bro, God. You that, guy, that guy whines more than any. He might. He might. Bro, that's what every he Sidney cries. Crosby that has nothing else to say. They're just like, oh, he whines. He cries, no other player he cries and plays zero defense worse than LeBron. He and is I love one LeBron. of the best two-way players in the game, bro. No. not yes. He's better than he used to be, but he used to be terrible. He used he to play zero defense. two-way player in the league. So I'm curious. He might get top 10, but I, I think Sid's just – he's a whiner. And Every non-Tangle player is. Sidney Crosby reminds me of Kevin Durant. That's what he How dare you? Sidney Crosby should remind you of someone you are very fond of. <laughs> no, no. How dare you? No. So, Dylan, on Reggie Bush, is it Reggie Bush USC? USC Got to be USC, yeah. USC, not the, not Saints? No, I mean, simply because Reggie Bush, when I was, I mean, I'd say a kid. But, I mean, college football, I enjoy more than the NFL. You know that. I think, you know, Neil may know that. But... I mean, that's always had a bigger influence on me as far as where my favorite teams come from, where I buy jersey. You know what I mean? Like, you tend to grow up with them and follow their careers. I mean, I have Crabtree stuff sitting in the closet because I loved fucking Michael Crabtree. I mean, I just, 
I love the college football game a lot more. So what Reggie Bush did in college and you're a kid watching somebody do what you did on, you know, Madden, which is run to one side of the field and then turn around, run backwards 20 yards and, you know, run to the other side of the field and score. That's not, you know. Reggie, Reggie was insane watching that yeah. guy, watching his highlights. I used to watch it over and over again. I can still remember where I was when he scored on Sam Houston. That team was killing everybody. They're down against, you know, Sam Houston State, and he flips the switch and, I mean, turns it on. You know what I mean? And takes over the game. What was that one? He, he ran down against Fresno State. He ran down the sidelines. Yeah, okay. And yeah, then, Fresno like, State, there you go. stopped on a dime and yep. cut across the field. Threw the dude across <laughs> <Yeah>. his face. <laughs> I think half the team fell on the ground, and he just waltzed into the end zone. Yeah. And He's then, I mean, electric. Tyron Matthew is, you know, I would, you know, Reggie Bush on defense, a guy that you'd watch a college football game and LSU could be down seven and they're going to punt it. And you're like, well, he's not going to house it. Like how much can a defensive player like change the game? Then you punt it to him and he houses it. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know I mean? You're like, well, sir, he's, you know, it's crunch time for LSU. He can't, he can't just pick off a pass and like give him a chance to win. And then he takes one to the house and you're like, what the hell am I watching? Like, he was calling his own plays, you know, on defense. You don't see it a lot in the NCAA. And, I mean, those two stick out. You know, hell, I had, you know, his jersey that I've had for, what, I don't know, 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, I got an LSU jersey that's older than anything else that I own, you know. Hey, that guy, as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he had to give his Heisman Trophy back where OJ got to keep his which is pretty unbelievable. It is. Um, so my my PC would be, obviously, as I said earlier, is Rick Rick Flair. So I got a couple of Rick Flair movies, a couple early Rick Flairs, and then my favorite is uh, not even graded, but Muhammad Ali. I got a nice Muhammad Ali auto. This was pre-Parkinson's. Um, so about, I, try, I sent this to PSA, and – and they sent it back, not graded. So I might send this what? to BGS. Um, I have a lot. Would of... SGC be able to? Because they're in the vintage market. I don't know. What well, I this vintage is vintage space. Vintage because this is from 2010 and from. What London. did they say when they sent it back? What was oh, the I note? Have, I have the I have the thing somewhere around here. Like, sorry, we're too busy being a bunch of cucks. Like, <laughs> don't have time. Like, no, but it, was, it was like something that like they couldn't find. They couldn't find it on the list, or it wasn't. Sorry, in a, heads up, asses. Try again later. They did the same thing with. Hey, with Tucker. Let me take so, your three hundred dollars and give you a zero. And yeah. let me give you an altered, altered. So, sorry, I had to grade forty CD Lamb nines before I could get to that. <laughs> but they did the same thing. I had a bunch of Tuck. So my other two PCs are Tucker Barnhart, obviously catcher for the Reds, who we well, went to, we went to school with. Yep, and then. Chris Jones, former NFL player who we went to school with. So I have, let's see, with Chris, I have probably 50 of his base autograph cards. I have the out of 99. I have the out of 75, the 50, the 25, the 10, the 5, the 2, and the 101. So I have, I have basically all of Chris's cards. And then for Tucker, I have... I have five one ones and then two national treasures and like five rookie autos. And then any one ones that you have that aren't signed, you're crazy if you don't send those to him. Oh, so that's why, so that's why I hold them. 
So like all yeah. Chris's stuff, I told Chris, I said, Hey, when, when Maverick and, and your other son, when they grow up and they want your cards, you can have them. Like I have these for you. I'm mean, the same thing with Tucker. You know, when Tucker's son grows up and he starts, oh, my dad was a baseball player, get some baseball cards. I'll give the cards. To Tucker. Kid already is swinging the bat. Oh, the kid, the kid swings hammers. Just mashing plastic balls in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even get my kid to grab a golf club right now. <laughs> but he's only four. Okay, in his defense, he's four months old. Your but, kid I mean, is, there's no excuse right kid now. Him to pick me. it up, Neil. I mean, if <laughs> that's, that's what I try to do. He just screams and cries. I don't understand. Your kid is basically a, a football that that breathes. <laughs> he's gonna stay in the house and not pay rent. He can. He has, like, he, yeah, exactly. If you're going to stay and scream and cry and eat food, you got to at least contribute. Like, go at least putt the ball or something. So I have a bunch of Gordon Hayward stuff. That's that's what I wanted to say is I, I was looking at trying to get some of that because, I mean, Gordon was probably, what, the best player to come from our high school? Maybe. Drew Storen, I mean, Lance Lynn. But most so Lance probably has the most. Well, outside of a Super Bowl, Lance doesn't have a World Series. I mean, so there's one person that has a major championship. That's, and that's Chris. Chris. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Chris does. But like Gordon being on the field for it is pretty incredible. The clincher. Tucker's got Golden Gloves, so you got yeah, yeah. And that's 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 a Hall of Fame kind of resume. I mean, if you're in baseball, I mean, Gold Gloves. Right. If you're a catcher, that's that's how yeah, you get but a baseball. Baseball is so terrible. They're they're. The way they do their Hall of Fame is so awful. They probably Tucker could go on to be the next like Babe Ruth, but because he came from Brownsburg, they'd be like, "Well, we don't allow people from Indiana to be in the Hall of Fame." So, <laughs> like, that's how baseball is. It's so dumb. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on the Gordon stuff. Maybe getting into it because he's a hometown guy, but Gordon was a year older than I was, and we weren't. You know, we we didn't really talk, but like, you know. Me, me, Dylan, and Tucker were super close. We were big yeah. friends. I mean, I can always remember us going to the baseball games and Dylan basically almost getting us thrown out each and every game for his heckling. We're just lucky that we had parents that are the prototypical, like, insane baseball parents that were just born in Indiana that had our backs because they were just as sketchy as we were. 100%. It just wasn't little league. It was high school. So, <laughs> that? Right. I mean, I've, hell, I still have Tucker's the first home run of his senior year. I got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's he made that deal with me. Was a grand slam against what Tri Weston County. Yeah. Yep. And somehow that would like he came through. Like why I got that when hell his senior year. They walked him four times a game, so he didn't have a lot of at bats. <laughs> and I, and I, I walk him too. Yeah. So let's finish off. Uh, obviously, our our final thing is bets. Um, we all love betting on some sports, no matter what it is. Dylan is our our sports betting guru. So Dylan, I'll start with you on this one. Who are you looking for this week? Or this month, whether it be it could be MLB, it could be playoff basketball, it could be hockey, it could be UFC. Who are you buying into? So uh, UFC, I wasn't even going to mention, but you say that, and I think Dustin Poirier was still a dog the last that I looked against McGregor, and I love me some McGregor, but give me Dustin all day long at any kind of plus money because when, it, when, when is you, that fight? 
July. Yeah. So when do I sell my tops now? The tops now McGregor that I got that double oh, championship. Sell it right before the fight. Okay. I'll sell yeah. it then. Yeah. I bought yeah. it. I, I bought it and I, I was like, well, this is kind of cheap compared to what the value. I'm a, I'll sell it. I'll sell it then. Then. So yeah, I mean, any series price on the Avs I would take because I don't see them losing to the Knights at all. Not maybe not a game. Like I would, I would say in five. Well, did you hear Ryan Reeves? Right? Did you watch the game at all from last night? Yeah. yeah. Did you see Ryan Reeves got a two-game suspension? Yeah, well, he should have. That was, I mean. Yeah, it was dirty. I would have debated if I'm the Avs coach, like, we'll just leave. Like, you, you guys want this game? Like, I'm not getting anybody hurt. If the NHL wants to do something about it, like, what's my incentive to put my guys on the ice 6-1, stomping your face in? If that's not going to get suspended, you know what I mean? Like, I agree. No, the, and, okay. and wait Cavs, till Kadiri or could what? How do you Kadri. pronounce it? Yeah, wait till he comes back. Then you have another fucking problem to deal with. Like, I know he's, he's gone eight games. Thank your lucky fucking stars that he's not playing. It would have been 12 <laughs> 1. You're probably right. You're probably, I right. mean, you saw them take their foot off the gas and it was embarrassing. I yeah. mean, that's. So, yeah, I would say I like the Lightning in a series against the Hurricanes. Coming into the playoffs, I like the Hurricanes a lot, but they really haven't taken a jump up to me. Losing two games in overtime to the Preds, I mean, you know, they could have won that game or that series a lot quicker. So maybe that's throwing me off a little bit. The Nets, I mean, how do you stop them? I mean, they're, they're I, like, I like the Celtics against the Nets. Or not, not sell. Sorry, 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 sorry. I, I take it back. The Bucks. I like the Bucks against the Nets. I don't okay. know why. I just I like the Bucks this year playing against the Nets. I like, I just like what they're doing. I like the way they're playing right now. I think it could be seven. I think that could go seven. I hope so. I, I like teams at home in that. Obviously, I mean, I don't know who will steal from who first. If I had to guess, I could see Brooklyn winning Game One, just shooting lights out, and the Bucks realizing that it's a little bit different monster and, you know, winning the next two and getting one back. Uh, I, I don't see the trailblazers beating the nuggets. I don't, I don't know if I'm absolutely insane, but give me the MVP. You know what I mean? Um, at some point I would think that means something Donovan Mitchell being back with the jazz. I would probably bet on them from here on out. I'm not a big John Morant guy either. So a guy that scored thirty points twice in the last thirty games. I'm so I'm so glad Ja scored what forty three a couple nights ago. People bought yeah. my my two prisms real quick. Yeah, I if mean, anybody wants a jaw, they can come buy one that me and my brother are selling too, because I don't really want to hold on to this any longer. <laughs> yeah, I mean his over under for points tonight, I think was twenty six and a half. He's scored 30 twice in the last 30 games, like yeah. over that. So, I mean, to me, it's more hype than it is logic. I tend to follow a lot of the numbers. That doesn't quite make sense to me. Uh, as much as I love Luka, I would call myself a Mavs fan. I don't think the Clippers are giving up anymore. I would love to see it. I think it's probably, you know, clip show from here on out. So, I would say that they – seven points is a lot on Wednesday. I, if I'm going points, I'm probably taking the Mavs in seven. 
and you know you have to fear a backdoor cover because uh, it could get to as much as they foul late. You know you can get twelve points in the last forty seconds. <laughs> you know which is rough just from fouling. Uh, and then the Lakers, I don't, I don't know how the Lakers lost the other day, even with Anthony Davis out. I think I think they win. I think they win game yeah. five, and then they win game six. I, I think, think it LeBron was ultra it cautious, if I had to guess. I don't know the Anthony Davis. I didn't see an update on it today. He's. Um, the, I got the updates. The what Woj said was that he's unlikely to play. Okay. But, I mean, I think, I think that LeBron, shows how confident the Lakers are. Yeah, LeBron's played with less. He's definitely played <laughs> with less before. So. Okay. Yeah. What they their big men have been doing. I mean, Drummond's been great. Yeah, I think they play Trez a little more and let him kind of beat Gasol down on DeAndre. Playing. I think Gasol not playing as as little as he does. I think is ridiculous too. I think yeah. he's a much better player than Drummond. But Drummond's had success, and Aiton has as well. So maybe a mix up of the big men, you know, could change that a little bit. And I'm not betting on the Knicks. I, the Knicks offense looks like junior varsity. I mean, it looks anemic. <laughs> I mean, Trey Young is getting bored and shooting from the logo because he knows he can hand the ball to Julius Randle and he's going to go down there and chuck a, a fadeaway three because he thinks he's improved that much in a year. <laughs> and he'll go 0 for 7 and he'll have, <laughs> he'll have seven rebounds at the end of the first. And guess what? He's going to shoot that first shot of the second quarter. He's going to miss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so right now, what? Philly's getting ready to drop the game to Washington. So I think that one finishes up. Is Washington on, winning? On yeah, they're up seven. Yeah. Wow. And Russell Westbrook started 0 for 6. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. They want to win at home. And that's, that's such an NBA thing that yep. you have to watch out for when you are betting. More so when you didn't have to worry about any pandemic or are there fans, aren't there fans limits. When crowds are maxed, the NBA, you 100% have to watch out for that. Yep. Because it is real life. Teams will play for the first quarter or two and be like, can we win this game? Can we steal it? And if it's, you know, not in the cards, they're like, all right, well, we'll go back home. I'll sleep in my own bed and then I'll come back and stop you out. All right. Yep. We'll finish up bets. I got three fights I want you to pick okay. who you would bet on. So first fight, Dylan, I'll start with you. This is going to be Tyson Fury versus Wilder. Odds currently is Wilder is a 250 dog. Tyson is a 360 wow. favorite. Holy hell. Where wow. are you, who are you betting on? Where are you taking it? Wow. I mean, if they were even money, I would have struggled. You know what I mean? And probably gone Fury, but... Give me the plus two sixty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I say you know units is tend to you know how you put into betting terms and you don't necessarily say dollars. A unit's going to be a hundred bucks for what I'm going to bet on a fight. You know what I mean? I'll, I'm a hundred bucks on that for three sixty payout. Yeah, give me, give me the the redemption because it's boxing. At the end of the day, boxing is money. They want a third fight more than anything. A third fight means a free $40 million in their back pocket at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, boxing's dying a little bit. They probably need the boxing money. You're probably right on. <clears throat> so Neil, it's on the you, ventilator. Who, who are you taking? You're going to take Wilder? Or you're gonna I'm going to be Wilder? honest. 
I am I am not that much of a betting person. I will bet ten cents on the Lakers to win, and that's about <laughs> as, mu- as much money as I bet. He's got that's a kid weird. now, Caleb. He can't be gambling with money, man. Yeah, I only gamble with sports cards, not money. <laughs> so then I'll, then I'll answer. I'll answer it too, Dylan. At this moment, if it was what two fifty, two sixty. And the videos that I'm seeing from Wilder working in his right hand and learning how to box, I'm going to take that money and put it on Wilder, get the job done in the third fight, screwing up the Fury Joshua fight for later that year. Okay, I'll take a dollar. I like Wilder right now because he's gotten back to the roots, learned some boxing. Now, is he a technical boxer like Tyson Fury? Absolutely not. Can he hang in the ring with Fury? Absolutely not. But he has that right hand eraser power that will put you in the dirt like he did in the first yeah. fight. If he lands yeah. that bomb earlier by a better game plan, that fight is over. I just have to think at some point in time that Fury slows down. I mean, he is dude's chunky. Playing, dude's playing with Father Time. Looks like a guy that you'd meet in a bar and walks out there and ends people. Mm-hmm. And can take a fucking punch. Obviously, we've seen that. But at some point in time, I just got to think that if, yeah, if he gets tagged, now maybe, you know, Wilder doesn't walk out with all this heavy costume that he did the first time and, you know, gets tired carrying around a Spider Man mask. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) That he'll win, you know? But yeah, I got got to go with plus money and I'm probably going to look at per rounds. Mm. on a finish not that i i think he's you know here he's lost any toughness but Plus if it's gonna end minus. it's gonna be a ko you know yeah. what i mean yeah if wilder gets it done it has to be a ko he's not gonna outbox him yeah okay second fight we're looking at is not really a fight at all and i'm not gonna ask Uh-oh. who's going to win i okay. want to see how it's gonna finish so i'm talking uh mayweather versus logan paul not a real fight it's an exhibition this is what people don't understand and realize. It's a fight. They're selling it as a fight, but it's not. It's an exhibition. So does Floyd get Paul out before the rounds end, or does it go to the quote-unquote scorecards that are not scorecards? Right now, they have, obviously, Floyd is the 1,600 favorite. <laughs> Logan Paul is plus 700. Now, I'd be looking at, trying to find the odds of does he get him out before the fight ends that I would be able to put some money on. I would prefer to, but it, I mean, it's an exhibition fight. So you, you, yeah. you're really hard to find someplace, but does Floyd Mayweather toy with Logan Paul, like he did Conor McGregor and carry him through the fight until he wants to, or does he end him quickly? Man, first, I don't think he carried McGregor, but that's a different story. Oh, I think the first three or four rounds were were all right. I'm not saying the whole fight. Connor has Connor has enough to to box for three or four rounds, but but that's what, that's what I'm saying. In their fight, I that's think that's where Mayweather that's where Mayweather could take over is because Connor and he's shown this in UFC. He's he's not someone he can go past three rounds. He's like three rounds is it because he's trying to sleep yeah. you in three rounds. So in that sense, I mean, he did carry Connor the rest of the way, you know, until the end you know, until he finishes him. But no, I think that's one of those scenarios where it's like a gentleman's agreement. Like he's not going to ruin, you know, Sir Duschenheimer's face. You know what I mean? Like 
He's gonna it's, be like, all right, we'll if I'm we'll Mayweather, I wanna I wanna murder that guy, not for not for just just because of how much trash he talks, just being like he thinks he's a real boxer. And well, it's just that, like he that, needs that's to be part of the game, place. though. That's to sell that's more of his control and he needs to be put in his place, though. I, I, I don't I know if he does. Like, I don't know if he will, though. I think I could see him just them both just taking the payday and doing the boxing sketchiness that that is, you know, boxing is just hanging out, throwing some punches, making millions. Like, oh boy, surely, golly, did we try our hardest? You know right. what I mean? That's why boxing. That's why boxing's on a ventilator right now. I think oh, he car- sure. I think Floyd carries carries Paul to the later rounds, and I think with like a round or two left, I think he gets him out of there with a body shot. I hope um, so. I, I, that's that's where I think it's going to go. Um, all right. So final fight bet that I'm looking at, and I texted you guys just announced uh, Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley. Now Jake Paul legitly wants to be a boxer do i think he has power absolutely do i think he's fighting guys that are cupcakes absolutely now he signed with showtime to fight so showtime he ain't fighting no ben Askren. this ain't no thriller trailer card whatever with snoop dogg which is a shame we don't get six hour concert before his showtime oh my god terrible so Tyrone Woodley. Now, we ain't wrestling. Tyrone Woodley has put Josh Koscheck in a casket. He he's blasted many a people in the face, but he does get knocked out. Yeah, they they so, found that button, and once you find that button, so it's like, it's like Chuck Liddell. Once that glass jaw goes, man, it's, it just, and that's how it happens. So it right goes. now, right now, you have Jake Paul currently. 155 favorite uh Tyrone Woodley 125 dog. That's impressive. So he's minus 155, huh? He is minus 155 betting favorite and this is remember God, you're Tyrone Woodley. This is oh. not an exhibition fight. This is a professional fight. How embarrassing is that you're Tyrone Woodley? A couple years ago, people would have probably said you might have been one of the best in your weight class and now you're an underdog to a fucking YouTuber. You know, all brother YouTuber who fought a bag of milk and some other uh, YouTubers. But, I mean, I I get the odds because I would put the fucking house on Jake Paul. Why? Yeah, why not? I mean, I don't. Tyron Woodley is losing to absolute bums now and just doesn't show heart. True. I mean. Uh, and Woodley's shown in his last few fights, you know, you get him on the ropes, he'll quit. Yeah, that's his. Now, that used to be his M.O., and you've lost your the the grit and the you know heart that you did have. Take the payday because your MMA career is over. So yeah, fight me. You know, take the payday. Ride out onto a you know stretcher in the the red lights of the ambulance and you know call it a career. Yeah. So that- end up on FS1. You know, making fucking predictions about people who beat your ass. Exactly. Yeah, his career, his MMA career is obviously over. He's going to make more money than he ever did fighting MMA in this one shot, you know. But at least I can say now that Jake Paul is going to fight a striker. Yeah, still a better end of your career than going on PFL on ESPN 
and losing to a minus 800 uh, under or, you know, plus 800 underdog like Pettis did. Exactly. And getting just mugged on ESPN on professional fighters league or <laughs> I mean, or not uh, getting a paycheck or Eddie and Demetrius oh, going to one and just just not becoming George. halves of themselves. Like, yeah. so if you're gonna go out instead of making chump change, you're gonna put a couple million in your in your bank. Do it on a bet of money, yeah. just a casket of money. So, yeah, that's uh, if I'm. If I'm right now, yeah, you you probably put the house on, on Jake because I, I'm sure now as we get closer, I'm going to say the odds are going to flip because he's a real fighter. He's a striker. He's not been asking. Yes, Tyrone Woodley is a good wrestler from Missouri, has a wrestling background, but you're going to show that Josh Koscheck highlight over and over and over yeah, and over for sure. and over. But depending on, on, on they're probably going to fight in 10-ounce gloves, 10 or 12-ounce gloves. Probably not going to show the Usman fight. They're not. Oh, no. <laughs> no probably shouldn't. So, <laughs> well, instead of talking about YouTubers and we're on YouTube anyway, we'll probably get off that subject. <laughs> we're probably going to get demonetized anyway. So, uh, so we'll end it for the first episode on that note, talking about YouTube boxing. I'm sure we'll get more into that makes sense. as it goes on. So uh, for episode number one of the Dream 3 podcast brought to you by Kings of Nitro Clothing, I'm Caleb, Dylan, Neil. Thank you guys for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch. Always put some questions or comments in the post. You might get them read during the show. We'll start working on getting some guests in the sports card world or the sports world in general. Or we just might ramble on for an hour, hour and a half each time you see us. We'll try to get it done on Fridays or Mondays or whenever we got the time to do it. But let us know. We'll get it done for you. So until the next time. We'll download uh, Book It Sports. One second. Make sure you send yeah, Q&As to us. Send us some questions. Helps us with content and things. And uh, allows us to create a better show for you guys. Yeah, send so us questions. And if you're on Instagram, follow us, uh, Showtime Sports Cards, Doughboy Sports Cards 1. Dylan doesn't have an Instagram. He needs no, I probably, with, with setting up and going full force bet-wise, I, I probably need to. But until then, book it sports, download it, follow Alphabets. Alphabets. Uh, you, can find, you can find me and, uh, me and Neil on Twitter also. So until then, guys, we will catch you on the next broadcast.